millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. God, I can't even believe it. Well, <laughs> ah, yes, that is definitely the case. So listen, I need to say thank you to the sponsor of this program. That would be my friends at Noble Gold Investments. Uh, you know, the second and third largest bank runs in history happened just last month. 
And the government is currently taking steps to ensure that all of your deposits are safe. Now, you know, all that money is not in there. So that means that the only way they can do that is to print as much money as possible. And then, of course, we have the issues of inflation and reduced spending power that we can have with the American dollar. But you can alleviate that. And thousands of other people, just like you, have done the same thing by approaching Noble Gold Investments so that they can help secure that wealth with gold and silver as well. But gold is the most stable asset that's currently outside of government control. Now, if you hurry up and go to my special website, redpill78gold.com, you can secure your wealth there uh, on the website, or you can speak to a live person that is based here in America. And when you do, you can get a free five-ounce America the beautiful solid silver coin. It looks like a giant quarter, but it's five ounces of silver. Uh, If you go to Noble Gold Investments, once again, make sure you tell them that you heard about them from me and watching on this program. I want to thank them for sponsoring the show. Once again, that's redpill78gold.com. And you can also go to the link in the description of this video. Okay, so Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, I can't believe Lisa didn't run in here and tell me uh, much, much earlier, but uh, whatever. That's how the cookie crumbles. Anyways, let me get my emails off of the screen. That's definitely not what I wanted to show you guys. Uh, I want to begin today. Well, first, we have a lot of things we're talking about. We're going to be talking about John Fetterman. We're going to be talking about the uh, apparent Ron DeSantis uh, uh, kerfuffle that took place over the weekend. We're going to be talking about the crime and, uh, and and criminality hearings that are going on in New York City. Uh, and we have new ethics complaints against Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, it seems that across the board, politicians in Washington, D.C. are not having a very good day today. John Fetterman being first and foremost among them. This is proof of life, my friends. We've been wondering whether or not John Fetterman was actually alive, whether he was being played by an actor, whether they had just replaced him with somebody else. But here we have it. John Fetterman back on the beat, looking like a total slob on Capitol Hill. Can you imagine anyone else in elected government showing up in basketball shorts and a Carhartt hoodie. I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable walking down the street in Washington, D.C. and something like that. But John Fetterman, I mean, he owns it. Uh, I suppose, you know, nobody's going to tell him any different. What are they going to want, 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 He'll be like, yeah, sure. OK, I'm going inside. We're going to vote on this bill that I haven't even read. So John Fetterman appears to have returned to Capitol Hill. He looks a little bit disheveled, a little bit worse for wear. He has lost a significant amount of weight. That is something that I find to be fairly interesting. John Fetterman used to be a big guy. Now he appears to be a, a just a, a, a hollowed out version of his former self. You know what else is missing? That little buddy, that little friend that he had on the back of his neck there, that goiter or that, uh, what do they call the twins that uh, are absorbed by the other twin? Wouldn't it be so funny if it was like another face growing out of John Fetterman's neck and it would like talk and it would tell him how to do things and what to say in certain situations that the head on the back of my neck can hear and understand spoken language, but I myself cannot. That's John Fetterman talking, but Two months. I've never seen this happen in the history of our nation. Uh, certainly, politicians are not in the habit of admitting that there's anything wrong with them. Most often, they pretend like 
something is uh, is totally fine in the same way that John Fetterman did when he had a massive stroke and then continued to run for Senate. But once he was elected and he had to go through the whole regmarole of going and, you know, filing for roll call and actually voting. Medical Center for depression, not because he had a massive stroke. No, not because he had a massive stroke, but because he was sad. Maybe he was sad because he had a massive stroke and they forced him to still run for Senate and carry on through the entire ordeal, humiliating himself and his family. He got mopped up by Dr. Oz. I, I still don't think that John Fetterman won that election fair and square. I think that there's a lot more going on here uh, than anybody in, on Capitol Hill wants to admit. Okay, so um, we know that John and and um, and his office, I mean, they, they can't have been working the entire time that he was in Walter Reed Medical Center. I mean, the amount of weight he's lost, it looks like he spent most of his time focusing on physical exercise. Now, that is good for people who are depressed, but it's not so good necessarily if you're somebody who's had a massive brain injury. Um he was gone for long enough that there were people talking about potentially uh, replacing him. And obviously, we were talking about whether or not he was alive and well. Republicans on Capitol Hill at a certain point, they demanded pictures to prove that John Fetterman was not six feet underground. Um, but his stay at Walter Reed appears to have done him good. Now, if you may have seen the interview that he did recently, uh, he could not understand spoken language still. He he was having to watch a television and read the captions on that television. He seemed to have a slightly better time actually speaking himself. The words came together in a little bit more natural fashion. But I think that John Fetterman is going to really have his work cut out for him once he actually gets on the floor of Congress, because there's going to be you know, a hundred other senators around him, like all speaking at once. If they're having a debate, is John Fetterman going to have a uh, uh, his own little iPad that has the ability to transcribe words? I mean, I I just feel like the logistics of this, uh, are, they just don't work. It won't it won't work. It won't be successful. And John Fetterman is uh, probably going to end up having to retire. Um, if he doesn't retire, then then they're going to have to send somebody into proxy vote every single time. All right. But this, again, is the only photo we have. It looks like it was uh, uh, caught live on C-SPAN. So John Fetterman, you know, that's too bad. All right. So let's discuss the Ron DeSantis issue. Um, I was on Conservative Daily earlier today, and I wanted to say thank you to Apollo and to Joe Oltman. Uh, and David Clements was also there. I've never met David Clements before. Uh, I had never met Apollo, but I had met Joe Oltman at a Trump rally, incidentally, and he was a very kind man. So uh, I came on the show and we had a great time. We talked a little bit about these filings that came out for Ron DeSantis. First of all, uh, there's been a dialogue recently about the possibility of Ron DeSantis running. Now, you know how I feel. I don't want Ron DeSantis to run for president. And uh, I think even before President Trump was arraigned, the vast majority of Americans didn't want Ron DeSantis to run for president either. But either Ron DeSantis was giving the impression that he might run, perhaps to test the waters, 
Or perhaps he and Donald Trump were working together to ensure that all of the attention was being paid to them and to nobody else. Because if you remember, there were two or three other individuals who announced a run, their candidacy for president in 2024 on the Republican ticket. They'll be in the primary. I couldn't name a one of them. I know that uh, Nikki Haley was one of them, but nobody cares about Nikki Haley. Uh, Rajak uh, Vimaswamy or something like that. Uh, I don't care. I don't know him at all. I don't know him from Adam. You know, I tell you what, though, I know Donald Trump. I know Donald Trump loves America. And I know that Donald Trump is going to be the person that I support in 2024. Now, I've said this before, but just to recap. Let's say that this is a psychological operation being carried out by Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. What's the benefit of that? Well, first of all, you have all of the attention, once again, being paid to Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. All right. Then you also have people putting money into Ron DeSantis's uh, potential campaign. Uh, that means that when they're giving money to DeSantis, they're not giving it to anybody else. Now, once it's in Ron DeSantis's political campaign, he can donate it however he wants. He could give it all to Donald Trump if he wanted to give it through the super PAC. <clears throat> but as long as the money is flowing only two ways, DeSantis and Trump, it's not flowing to Haley or Vivaswamy or anybody else who's potentially or has announced that they're running for president. Plus, it also overshadows any of the Democrat contenders because a couple of them had announced as well, but nobody cares because it's a weak field. Uh, the people who would run as Democrats would have to stand up against the Democrat legacy and the Joe Biden agenda. It's terrible. I, nobody wants to do that. And if they do, they must be a, a sadomasochist. They must hate themselves and want to do whatever they can uh, to be punished severely by the American public. No. Nobody is going to be running for president except for Donald Trump and whoever they throw on the Democrat ticket. However, oh, and there's one more thing. Uh, Florida also has the resign to run law, which states that if you announce your candidacy, you have 10 days to resign from your position uh, from the date that you become eligible to be a candidate. So if Ron DeSantis put an announcement out saying I'm running for president, then he would have to nearly immediately resign from his governorship in Florida. And I've said this so many times before, but we elected Ron DeSantis only very recently for a second term. We want DeSantis to stay here. And once he gets to the end of this term and then President Trump has the end of his second term, Ron will have a nice little buffer window where he can hang out with the family and then he can spend a whole year campaigning and he can probably win because Don Trump will not be able to run at that point. And so Americans will have to go somewhere else. As it stands right now, we want to go with Donald Trump. So there was some discussion about Republican lawmakers in down here in Florida repealing the resign to run bill. Now, the discussion was centered around SPB 7050. This was filed on the 4th of April, just earlier this month, very recently. Now, it does have a couple of things to say about election integrity and election security. So let me go through those things. Uh, requiring the Secretary of State to provide mandatory formal signature matching training to specified persons authorizing the Office of Election Crimes and Security to review complaints and conduct preliminary investigations relating to any election irregularity involving the Florida Election Code, 
requiring first-time applicants registering to vote in this state to comply with specified identification requirements, requiring third-party voter registration organizations to inform the Division of Elections as to the general election cycle for which they are registering persons to vote, deleting the scheduled repeal of a public records exemption for certain voter registration information from another state or the District of Columbia, which means... Okay, let's go through all these. Okay, so first of all, signature matching. That's perfect. We have problems with signature matching all over the country. This should be something that they're definitely training people on because we want people to be properly matching signatures so we don't get these ghost ballots coming through. Obviously, the Office of Election Crimes, looking into the crimes of anybody who breaks the Florida election code. That's pretty basic and across the board. It's a power that should have existed in the first place, but for whatever reason, didn't. Uh, also, first-time voters, you got to prove who you are. You can't just come down to Florida. Think about how easy it would be. Some Democrat from the Alabama-Florida line comes down to Florida, registers to vote in Jacksonville or something like that, and then goes ahead and casts a ballot and then goes right back up there and they cast another ballot in Alabama. Um, also, we have the third-party voter stuff. You know, that uh, kind of sounds nice. Uh, and this most important, deleting, deleting the voter registration information from a past state. So you come down to Florida. This is what happened to me. I got a Florida driver's license. They alerted Michigan to the fact that I no longer lived there. So essentially, that got me taken off of the voter rolls, and I was on the voter rolls down here. I also made sure that nobody was voting in my name in Michigan. Now, they haven't done this before because many states and certainly the Democrats and the rhinos, they want the ability to cheat. They want to know that they have this as a backup. They got ghost voters. You've got people voting at at addresses that don't contain true addresses. There's no home or anything like that. We're going to take a look at a story about Michigan in just a sec that ties into that. But the end point of this article here is that the resign to run bill has not been repealed. They had initially put forward a potential bill, but it's still in place. Now, that's important to note because when we go to the FEC's website, or at least they were this way when I uh, was able to get them over the weekend, you have a couple of different FEC forms. That's the Federal Election Commission, uh, and it includes a statement of candidacy, a designation of the campaign committee, declaration of intent uh, to uh, to expend personal funds. Uh, and uh, there's a number of different documents here that would make it appear as if Ron DeSantis was running for president. However, there is another place uh, where you can go and look at candidate profiles. This is probably going to be um, uh, created by the FEC themselves if Ronald DeSantis was to specifically say he was running. Um, but there is nothing there. So what does the governor's office have to say about this? Well, officially they have commented and they said that this is fake. They are not running. Ron DeSantis is the governor of Florida. He's going to stay the governor of Florida. He has not announced his intention to run. Uh, Ron DeSantis can raise as much money as he wants to as a uh, governor and as a Republican, uh, but he is not raising money as a political candidate for the office of the presidency, and he hasn't announced it, and it doesn't look like he intends to announce it. Now, it's also important to note that back in December, somebody else did the same thing here uh, with Mike Pence. They said that Mike Pence had filed to run for president. Um, but that was a lie too. Mike Pence's office said, Hey, no, we're not running. And, uh, that's, uh, that's not what's going down. 
So I just want to let you know that just because you see something that has a government letterhead on it and uh, has, you know, seemingly convincing information in there, we've got to make sure that we're checking a couple of different sources to ensure that they triangulate, because if they don't, well, then it might be a fake news story. So uh, thank you very much for that and uh, appreciate you guys hanging out through that introduction. Before we talk about AOC, let me pull up. The information about Michigan, because uh, where did it go? Hold on. Here we go. Let's talk about let's talk about Michigan first. So uh, there was apparently a discovery that was made in the Michigan voter rolls. Now, qualified voter file is going to give you all of the various people that are registered to vote uh, and likely to vote inside your state. Now, in Michigan, where we have a George Soros um, lackey in Jocelyn Benson, turns out that Michigan's voter rolls contain over 48,000 non-legal voter registrations. So these would be at trailer parks and apartment housing addresses. That means that right there, if we've got 48,000 illegal ballots being cast, (laughs) well, (laughs) it looks like we just took care of the results of the last election. Now, I know this is Michigan, So I don't have a lot of hope that they're going to go back in there and overturn the results of the election. But certainly, at the very least, this could help us for the next election. Clean voter rolls are the only way that we can ensure that people are going to be casting ballots legally. Anytime there are bloated voter rolls with dead people or people registered at wrong addresses or duplicate registrations or, you know, different names with the same Social Security number or, you know, even two different people with the same name, different socials, living at the same address. It's all the same. It is a fraudulent vote, and therefore it cannot and should not be counted. Now, until now, voter roll information, which is required by law to be transparent, has not been available to most citizens and even to a lot of election clerks in Michigan. A new group called Check My Vote features user-friendly software and brings publicly available information in the state's voter rolls to you and your computer. Uh, So you can do this right now if you live in Michigan and you want to check out uh, the voter rolls there and and take a look at uh, what's actually on there. But uh, you... You can also do this if you're not a Michigan resident, but I'm just assuming that you would have more uh, likelihood to want to do it. Um, So anybody now using the software uh, can view their their own voting histories. Uh, They can also check to make sure that they are registered. Uh, There is no charge for those. Uh, Of course, your ballot is still going to be protected. Um, But you can find out whether you voted absentee or in person during past elections, because that is public information. Um, So over the past several months, Michigan Fair Elections has been piloting its Souls to the Rolls program among its statewide network of volunteers. This is a community task force uh, that is uh, testing CheckMyVote.org and providing feedback based upon what the user experiences. Now, at the end of the day, they're hoping for greater transparency for voter registration information, and they also want to make it easy for Michigan residents to look up and check to make sure that their vote was actually counted. How many times, you guys, have we talked about this here in the chat, suggesting that we need some sort of online tool that would tell us whether or not our vote even counted? Here it is. Souls to the rolls and our friends at Check My Vote have put it all together. And Michigan is not the only place where dirty voter rolls are uh, an issue. 
Uh, my hope is that uh, uh, Check My Vote can take this technology that they've rolled out in Michigan and perhaps roll it out into all 50 states. Every single one of us watching should be concerned about whether or not our identity has been compromised, whether somebody is uh, voting absentee or at a mail-in ballot with our name. I'll tell you a story. Uh, I, uh, I got an alert on my credit report the other day that there was a new car that was associated with my name and my social security number. Uh, so I go in and I look and it says that I'm the proud owner of a brand, or not a brand new, but a 20 or 2000 or a 2020, I said a 2020 Toyota Tacoma. Uh, I definitely did not buy a, a Toyota Tacoma and I don't own that truck. Uh, but that's something that I want to go ahead and check into. Is somebody using my name to get a loan and now they have a car registered to me? Because if they do, I'm going to go pick it up and then I'm going to sell it. But I need to know what's going on. And a tool like this would help you uh, get a little bit more extra information about the safety and security of your own data. So I'm pretty excited about this. But uh, at the end of the day, we're talking about 50,000 illegal votes. Now, Think back to what we learned in 2000 Mules. Uh, think about the other ballot trafficking issues that we've talked about. Liz Harris in Arizona and the ghost voters. Uh, this appears to be the exact same type of scenario. Uh, we have the qualified voter voter file being bloated and loaded up with uh, excess registrations, uh, people who cannot live at the addresses where they are registered. Uh, and uh, if, if we take a look at uh, this one instance right here, um, this woman says we have three girls by marriage with two adopted into our family with eight grandchildren, all under the age of five. And they are the reason I'm working to defend the integrity of every person's ballot. Uh, obviously, it's a lot more complicated the more people that you have truly living in your address. But the qualified voter file containing over 48,000 voter registrations at trailer park and apartment housing addresses that are missing apartment or lot numbers. That is the function that we are discovering is happening in Michigan. Now, of course, trailer parks and apartment uh, addresses are going to have multi-unit. It's a multi-unit uh, destination. Uh, and every single lot has to be listed. If you have a person who's registered at a trailer park, but they don't actually live there, well, then they can put them at, you know, Sunny Haven Trailer Park in St. Augustine, Florida, and then just leave off the lot number. Well, 48,000 votes is no small feat. That is a lot of votes, and that is more than enough to flip the results of any election. I would likely say that that's 48,000 Democrat votes. If you take a look at the information that gets spit out by Check My Vote, uh, then they can see here uh, you have your person's name, you have their city, what precinct they live in, you have what ward they live in, their location, which is their physical address, <clears throat> uh, and then you have a couple of uh, other uh, items that are related to the qualified voter file, uh, and then you have the information about whether or not they actually voted. So we need to be using this in every single ward, in every single precinct to determine if we have people on the voter rolls that are not supposed to be there. Uh, so I, I will keep you updated if uh, Check My Vote is going to be bringing this to any other states. Uh, and in the meantime, people of Michigan, I would love to hear what you guys are finding. <clears throat> oh. 
Okay. Um, Mobile Six says, Zach, they misspelled it. It's souls to the rolls interpreted as dead souls vote at the polls. I, I thought, I mean, they spelled it S-O-L-E-S. I assumed it had something to do with walking because they were walking to people's homes. All right. So uh, we have corruption in Michigan. We have obviously people who are not living, who, who don't exist, uh, perhaps people who have moved out of state. They're all still voting in Michigan and they have ghost addresses, places where you can't live. It's a, it's a street number, it's a street name, uh, but there's no apartment and there's no lot number. So those people are not legally allowed to be able to vote. However, in Michigan, they continue to do that. Now, obviously, ethics seem to be of no concern to Jocelyn Benson and to so many other Democrats. Take as an example uh, the one and only Alexandria Occasional Cortex. It would appear, it would appear that there is an ethics investigation being performed on AOC right now. It looks like she concealed thousands of dollars in campaign spending. I wonder what she was spending it on. Uh, thousands of dollars in campaign spending. This is from the ethics complaint that was exclusively obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation. Now, the FEC has stated that more than $9,600 in reported campaign credit card expenditures lacked information about the purpose of the charges. That means that it's likely AOC was using the campaign credit card to just buy stuff for her house. She probably got groceries. She probably got new paint for the bathroom, maybe a a whole bucket of cleaning products. But Dan Backer is the person who filed the complaint on behalf of the Coolidge Reagan Foundation. This is a nonprofit organization uh, that has received complaints about AOC, and they have uh, performed complaints at the FEC about a number of other people, politicians. So from their statement, this complaint arises from Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's repeated blatant violations of federal campaign finance law to conceal how she spent thousands of dollars of campaign funds. On numerous occasions throughout 2022, oh, wow, almost $10,000 in one year, AOC reported tens of thousands of dollars in disbursements for card payments and card payment reimbursements to herself, American Express, and an entity called Beyond, which appears to have provided virtual reality services and apparently no longer operates under that name. But in any case, The reports don't fully disclose the purposes of each of these payments. That is essential, especially when dealing with campaign finance laws and the reporting requirements of the Federal Election Commission. If this hadn't been AOC, if this would have been, say, Jim Jordan, can you imagine them not doing an investigation or going after him? So the sum of the specific memo item entries is consistently hundreds or even thousands of dollars less than the total amount paid to the recipient. So where is that extra money going, Ocasio? Although campaigns are permitted to use charge cards or to reimburse candidates for the use of their personal charge cards for otherwise permissible campaign-related expense, their disclosure reports must accurately identify both the recipient of those funds as well as each of the campaign-related goods and services that those cards were used to purchase. Um, now, she has uh, also recently been the subject of a, another 
ethics integrity violation where uh, she did not live up to the standards of conduct uh, and uh, and had an issue with what was her name? Uh, Libs of TikTok. That's right. She she had some choice words for Libs of TikTok. Also, uh, looks like AOC had previously also been charged with uh, receiving impermissible gifts after she was given tickets to the 2021 Met Gala. Uh, in another ethics violation, she wore a dress that said tax the rich, uh, and she accepted free tickets to an event that cost anybody else $35,000. Um, now, this may seem like a petty insinuation. Oh, AOC, she's making her way in Washington, D.C., big booty Latina. She's trying to represent the people. No, she's not trying to represent the people. AOC has people surrounding her who know exactly how to, how the game is played, how the reporting requirements work. And AOC has no excuse for her behavior or for the purchases that she appears to have made uh, through her campaign account. All right, so let's move on, guys. Oh, too quick. You're in St. Augustine. That's awesome. I am um, not far myself. So today was a brilliant Glorious day, my friends, because we finally got the House committee on the uh, issue of crime in New York. And it took place in, you guessed it, New York City, which meant that members of the general public were able to join and were able to engage in a tit for tat, if you will, with the Democrat colleagues that were sitting on the House committee. Uh, Now, of course, the committee is made up of Democrats and Republicans. The Republicans were interested in talking about the problem of crime and how Alvin Bragg seems to have uh, little care or regard for the citizens of New York City. But when it comes to the criminals, he is, you know, can I get you a sandwich? Uh, You know, do you want me to rub your feet? Oh, I'm sorry we had to put you in jail. Let's just, you know, let you out immediately. Don't worry about a bond. We'll trust you, you know. Um, And the people of New York were not having it. So Jerry Nadler uh, attempted to denigrate the idea that crime is a real thing in New York City. Uh, And he also claimed that the only reason they were doing this hearing in New York is that the Republicans are doing the bidding of Trump. Let's see what the people of New York have to say about Jerry Nadler's wild insinuations. And I need to refresh. In lower Manhattan, for one reason and one reason only, the chairman is doing the bidding of Donald Trump. Committee Republicans designed this hearing to intimidate and deter the duly elected district attorney of Manhattan from doing the work his constituents elected him to do. They have demanded access to the inner workings of an ongoing criminal case. Information in lower Manhattan for. So obviously, people do not take Jerry Nadler seriously. Uh, It is a wild and baseless accusation to suggest that the only reason the leaders of this nation, the elected representatives of our country, are investigating the rise in criminal activity and behavior and lack of prosecution for those criminals uh, to be at the behest of Donald Trump. Donald Trump isn't in government, as these people know it. Jerry seems to also believe that 
crime in NYC is essentially fraudulent. Uh, this is the same guy who at one time had said that taking babies to the hospital who survive abortion procedures endangers the baby. The abortion itself obviously has no bearing whatsoever because until that baby comes out of the womb, according to Democrats, it's not actually a baby. It's a zygote. It's a, it's an embryo up until the moment that it is live outside the womb. That is just so ridiculous. If, if I get into a car accident and I injure a pregnant woman and she loses her baby, I'm going to get charged with vehicular homicide. OK, so why is it OK for Planned Parenthood and the likes to not be charged with infanticide when they're killing babies on a daily basis? Uh, now, Nadler is also the same one who said that Antifa was a myth. That there's no such thing as Antifa. But the people of New York know better. The people of New York have watched the slow, swift decline. <laughs> I changed it. The swift decline uh, in criminal activity. Or excuse me, the swift decline in, in standard of living and the increase in criminal activity. And the politicians of New York seem to just be completely oblivious to that fact. This is an allusion to Jerry Nadler that has been made up by Republican politicians just to make Democrats look bad. But that's not true. Okay, Jerry Nadler, you do great at making yourself look bad. I mean, remember when you shat your pants on national television? I mean, come on. Anyways, uh, two people were shot outside of uh, Lee Zeldin's Long Island home. These are just a couple of examples. A 21-year-old woman who was visiting New York from St. Louis uh, was raped on a subway platform, probably as people stood around and watched. I remember that case. A 14-year-old boy was fatally stabbed on a New York subway platform over the summer. Uh, but yes, of course, uh, Jerry Nadler, who represents Manhattan, the very location where they were holding this hearing and where the people of New York and Manhattan were trying to tell Jerry Nadler that this is not fantasy. He came out and he fully supported Alvin Bragg. He was defending him. Uh, and of course, the hearing, the purpose of the hearing is to talk about the soft on crime policies that Mel, uh, Alvin Bragg has. Uh, he said, we will show the essentially fraudulent nature of what committee chair Jim Jordan and company are claiming about the crime rates in New York and compared to other cities, including Republican led cities. And we will talk about how this whole hearing is part of Jim Jordan and the Republicans general attempts to obstruct justice and to attack the DA in Manhattan to obstruct justice in the Trump case. That, again, my friends, is total fantasy. Now, of course, we have Mr. Adam Schiff there because he sits on this very committee and the people of New York, man, they let him have it. First, let's actually take a listen uh, to uh, a, a New York resident uh, who is wearing a free Miles Guo shirt, which is great. And I need to refresh. And go back to the tweet. Ah, here we go. Families being dead. People are talking about their families being dead. While Miles Lowe is in jail right now and raided by a hundred FBI agents for his apartment to get set on fire. You guys are politicizing this entire event. People are talking about. So obviously the Democrats don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about your family being murdered. They, they don't want to talk about the young women who are raped on subway platforms or the uh, adolescent boys that are stabbed to death and thrown on the tracks. No, they don't want to talk about that. All they want to do is talk about Donald Trump. Now, take a look at this one. Uh, 
this is as Adam Schiff is attempting to gaslight the audience and say once again that this is about Donald Trump. Well, no, that's no, not quite Adam. Let's go ahead and take a listen. Of course, this is not a coincidence at all. Instead, it is the GOP leadership in Congress doing what it has done best for the last six years, and that is to act as the criminal defense counsel for Donald J. Trump. Uh, well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Capitol Police, gentlemen, will suspend. Capitol Police. Capitol Police will remove the gentleman from the audience. Let me tell you this. Okay, so this is this this is the clip from Adam Schiff's point of view from the last guy that we just saw. And the gentleman who was wearing the Miles Glow shirt said, you're the only ones talking about Donald Trump. We're testifying about families dying. I think he actually said we're talking about our families being murdered. Uh, and that's absolutely it. Uh, this is about the unsafe conditions for citizens of what is supposed to be a first world nation. But the Democrats don't represent the towns and cities and states that they're elected to oversee. All they care about is enrich themselves and their singular focus of destroying Donald John Trump. Let's go ahead and take a look at uh, this clip right here. Congressman Troy Nels uh, lights a fire at victims of violent crime hearing in Manhattan. Uh, Did you feel this guy's was possibly going to kill you, that you might have a right as an American citizen to use deadly force, sir, and eliminate that threat? Guys in your face. This is him speaking to the bodega clerk uh, who was charged with murder for defending himself when this career criminal jumped behind the counter and attempted to murder him. Uh, So let's go ahead. I felt you felt scared, didn't you? Did you feel this guy was going to possibly kill you? Maybe cause serious bodily injury, if not death? Then you have a right. You have a right as an American citizen to use deadly force, sir, and eliminate that threat. You have a right to do that. Everybody in this room would agree with that, wouldn't you? I mean, when will is the gentleman it okay yield for America? one minute, for when a second, it? sir? Will you yield over here? When is it? When can we look at? If somebody puts a knife to you or a clerk at a cashier anywhere in this country, and he's threatening to say, "I'm going to kill you," you don't give your money. I would encourage the residents in the great state of Texas and my county to defend yourself. Defend yourself. You are given that God-given right. And that means pulling out a weapon and put two at center mass. You'll reduce recidivism, won't you? And you Uh, also have a repeat offender. (laughs) You have to deal with this. This guy's in your... Oh, that is. He did light a fire, all right. That's for sure. Oh, man. Obviously, the Republicans were on point. They were able to successfully point out the hypocrisy of the Democrats and show the living danger that the people of New York are finding themselves in every single day. But the Democrats continue to gaslight uh, this uh, Republican, excuse me, this uh, 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 Democrat here. What is his name? Um, this is the guy who represented uh, Representative Goldman. That's right. Representative Goldman. So we had the mother of an army veteran uh, who was killed in New York, uh, actually getting into an argument with Representative Dan Goldman, who also is a representative of New York. He called the hearing that they were all testifying at uh, a 
charade, a charade. Obviously, he believes that the crime in New York is fraudulent, too, doesn't exist. Now, Madeline Brame testified before this House Judiciary Committee's hearing in Manhattan on the issue of rising crime because her son, Army Sergeant Hasten Correa, was murdered back in 2018 in a stabbing incident. Now, prosecutors spent four years working on the case, but District Attorney Alvin Bragg's office was unable to prove that Mary Saunders, one of the alleged attackers, had knowingly assisted in the murder. Now, Brame has ripped the soft on crime approach before Goldman ch- chimed in. Um, he said, well, let's go ahead and take a listen to the actual video. Come on. Devastating. Your your experiences are devastating. But the problem is, is that this is a charade to cover up for an abuse of power that they are going around talking incessantly outside of this hearing about Donald Trump. And the purpose of this hearing is to cover up for what they know to be an inappropriate investigation. Now, I look forward, many of you are Can I in respond New York City. You, no, not right now, because I only have 20 seconds, I'm sorry. But I, I do Don't want to. Don't insult talk. my intelligence. That, uh, you're hang not, on, hang on. The gentleman's time. I'm not insulting okay. You're trying to insult me time. like I'm not aware of Ms. what's going Ms. on Brand. here. Thank you. Okay? I, I'm fully to... aware of what's going on here. Gentlemen, they will suspect. Okay? Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now.
Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Flare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. And... Gentlemen, gets another 15 seconds. Thank you. That's why I walked away from the plantation of the Democratic Party. Boom! Committee will Boom. be in order. Ms. Brain, what, what I was about to say is that as a representative of this city, I look forward to working with you, with Ms. Harrison. Ms. Lies, lies. He's not looking forward to working with anything. Otherwise, the Democrats would have already solved the issues of crime in their cities. She was so on point. Do not insult my intelligence. This is what the Democrats do on a daily basis. They wake up and they insult the intelligence of the American people. They assume that you are too dumb to see through the lies that they are openly telling every single day. They've been telling us for years that Donald Trump is guilty of this. Donald Trump is guilty of that. That if you're an American patriot, you are somehow an extremist. You are a right wing terrorist or you're a racist even worse, and all of these things that uh, define you as a person are evil, that you can't identify as them. All you can do is swallow the trans agenda that they're trying to shove down your throat, the propagandizing and the brainwashing of your children, the gay porn books that you're going to find in your kids' libraries. Those things are fine to the Democrats. And you know what? A little bit of crime on the streets, that's no big deal either, because it means that we are more progressive. You don't have to care about laws that uh, affect the American people. No, they, they only care about the laws that affect you in a negative way. Uh, so I really appreciated all of the people who testified today. We had Jose Alba. He was that clerk that was almost murdered and almost uh, prosecuted for a first-degree murder. Madeline, whom we just sp- saw speaking to uh, Mr. Goldman. Uh, Jennifer Harrison, who is the founder of a uh, victim's rights organization. Uh, Paul DiGiacomo, president of the New York City Detectives Endowment Association. Robert F. Holden, who sits on the New York City Council. Barry Borgen, the father of a victim of an anti Semitic hate crime. And hey, I see Erica is out in the chat there. What's up, Erica? Good to see you. Uh, and then Rebecca Fisher, uh, executive director of New Yorkers Against Gun Violence. And then Democrats on the committee uh, refused to actually address any of the issues that were being brought up by any of these witnesses. The only thing they did was gaslight and obfuscate and attempt to make the entire proceedings all about Donald Trump. But as we all know, this isn't about 
Donald Trump, no matter how much they would like it to be. This is about the Democrats' failed leadership and their open choice uh, to not address the crime in New York City, uh, the rising tide of evil that is sweeping through Democrat-controlled cities all over this nation. Adam Schiff truly is a garbage human being. He is the number one liar and leaker in Washington, D.C., and he has been slowly losing power and influence ever since the new Republican Congress took over there. Um, Schiff had this to say, the GOP leadership in Congress doing what it has best the last six years, and that is to act as the criminal defense counsel for Donald J. Trump. And of course, that's when the gentleman stood up and said that he is a scumbag, and I could not agree more. Uh, Adam Schiff is a major scumbag. Okay, let me go ahead and just take a look at the chat. Bread and Circus, Terrible Ideas. Do you have another show tonight, Zach? Yes, I have Baseless Conspiracies at 1030. Uh, as well, I have not talked about what happened in Chicago yet, but <clears throat> I'll get to Chicago. I actually, you know, I mean, it makes sense to uh, to pull it up now, considering that we're talking about the crime in New York. Let me get the... Um, okay, here we go. All right, so this is just more of the same <clears throat> when it comes down to the behavior of Democrat politicians. We had what was essentially a citywide riot in Chicago where hundreds of teen rioters were in the streets in Millennium Park on Saturday night. What did they do? Did they just show up and have a good time and play music and make hot dogs and stuff? No, they had to smash car windows. They fired guns and they attacked citizens. And I'm sure that they probably robbed people and assaulted them as well. You can see here, looks like this is perhaps a police car uh, or some other type of SUV. And you've got a pack of thugs that are just running over the top of it. You've got at least 20 to 30 kids right here just about to swarm this vehicle. Here is another image which shows police officers attempting their best to try to keep these crazy people at bay. And you would think that the incoming new mayor of Chicago might have a clue, might have a desire to do things differently than his predecessor, uh, Beetlejuice Lightfoot, but no, he appears to be just business as usual. This guy is a Democrat. Obviously, he I believe he is an avowed socialist. He's no different than Lori Lightfoot, except that he has better hair and he's more photogenic. He is already apologizing for the behavior of the citizens who are angry about the riot taking place. He had this statement that he released after the fact. In no way do I condone the destructive activity we saw in the Loop and Lakefront this weekend. It is unacceptable and has no place in our city. However, it's not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. Essentially, giving the maniacs who committed these violent criminal acts a free pass because apparently... I don't know, they grew up in Cabrini-Green or some other part of Chicago. So are, are, is it only because they're black? Because that's the question I have. Is it only because they're black or is it because Chicago is such a shithole? Is it because that Chicago is an open war zone? 
Maybe it's because they didn't have parents who were there when they were young to teach them how to be responsible adults. Or maybe they've been paying attention to too many TikTok videos, you know, uh, world star people coming out and just acting crazy and doing things to get views. I, I would love to see. I don't have TikTok, so I don't know how I, I would look at this, but I'd love to see how many videos made it out of Chicago's Millennium Park over the weekend and people just wiling out going nuts. Uh, he said he said that you cannot demonize the youth who have committed these heinous acts. Who do you demonize then? I mean, you have to call out the bad behavior. You have to hold people who break the law accountable because we are a nation of laws, laws and order, law and order. If you don't have the law in effect, then you have no order. And as you can see in Chicago, that is essentially what is going on. Uh, once Brandon comes into office, I think that was his name. Uh, yes, Brandon Johnson. <clears throat> I don't anticipate that things are going to get any better for the people of Chicago. Uh, yeah, you you can call out a system uh, that exists in a Democrat-run city like Chicago and say you are failing the youth of that city. Um, but how many opportunities do you have to afford people before it becomes unnecessary for them to riot and vandalize and uh, assault people on the streets or to rob them? I don't know what the answer to that is. Um, but I can tell you this. If Planned Parenthood wasn't killing so many children every year, if they weren't suggesting that families not have babies or not have families as a family unit, if the city of Chicago and, and other municipalities were not rewarding people who were not having nuclear families, then you would probably have a lot more responsible children because they would have been raised by responsible adults. Uh, absolutely tragic stuff. Uh, the Observer, you have a point. Maybe the parents taught them how to behave that way. A generational thing, you know. It could be. You know, I think even if you have both parents in a city like Chicago, um, then I think that the dynamic is already going to be pretty twisted. Because, again, this is an open war zone. I mean, you got shootings, you got deaths, you got carjackings, you've got all kinds of criminal activity. Um, you could start with police. But, of course, in a city like this that's run by Democrats, you know, they don't want police. They want to get rid of police. You know, I am uh, someone who is fully in favor of um, people who are not liberal, like to move out of a city like that. Don't do it to yourself because it's already too far gone. I think that they can have those cities. They can destroy each other and then we'll see how they like it. What happens when there's nobody left but each other for them to victimize? Uh, are they still going to say that they're being held down or that it's racism or that it's lack of opportunity? You know, you create your own opportunities in the absence of one. And just because you grow up in an environment uh, that <clears throat> doesn't have all of the benefits of a standard household, uh, it doesn't excuse you from growing up and becoming a horrible human being. Um, you know who else is horrible? Well, all the people that did business with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, we're going to be talking now, almost exclusively for the rest of the show, about the issue of pedophilia and what's happening to those people. Now, I saw somebody in the chat earlier say that there's been no justice. 
We've had certain forms of justice. We haven't had widespread prosecutions, uh, but we have had a lot of people being exposed for the destructive behavior that they've engaged in, whether it's towards children or whether it's towards the American public or just the nation as a whole. But the issue that is currently starting to form is this crystallization around the role that various Wall Street entities played in Jeffrey Epstein's child trafficking empire. Now, I told you a couple weeks ago that Tucker Carlson was speaking with a friend who knew Jeffrey Epstein personally, and they were talking about the fact that the $600 million or so that was readily available when Jeffrey Epstein died couldn't be tracked. They couldn't figure out where it came from. Wow. Uh, I, I was under the uh, uh, impression that we had people who went to college in federal government, that uh, forensic accountants worked at the FBI. Now, I think that you can probably hear the, the, the scorn, the derision and the sarcasm in my voice. Uh, of course, they have people who are intelligent working at these agencies, a number of them in the federal government. But the only reason that they can't identify where the money was from or where it was going is because they don't want to, because the answers will lead to people that they probably answer to. Now, in the cases here regarding Wall Street, uh, we have a, a number of banks, J.P. Morgan Chase and Deutsche Bank, that both have class action lawsuits on behalf of Epstein victims. Now, there was that third suit, which I told you about several months ago, about J.P. Morgan and the executive that was Jeffrey Epstein's point man, uh, his name was Jess Staley. Now, they, meaning J.P. Morgan Chase and Jess Staley, have been charged with criminal trafficking and fraud. Now, Jeffrey Epstein famously owned an island in the Virgin Islands. And so that's why we're seeing this take place there. <clears throat> now, this case is essentially just beginning, but over the next several months, all three of these cases are likely going to reveal more information about Jeffrey Epstein, his business practices, but more importantly, the people who were doing business with him that are still alive and up until this point have been able to escape some form of justice. Uh, many in the financial industry, whether it was Deutsche Bank or J.P. Morgan Chase, there are probably a number of other financial institutions out there that Jeffrey Epstein was doing business with, but he just hid his purchases and his uh, corporations very well. You know what I've never thought to do? <clears throat> I've never thought to look in the Panama Papers for Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, that's something that I'm going to go ahead and do. Yeah, $600 million vector. That's only the money that was just sitting there. It's like they walked into Jeffrey Epstein's uh, Palm Beach mansion, and you might as well have just left $600, excuse me, $600 million in cash on the floor of the living room. And the FBI walked in and they said, well, gee, golly, where did all this money come from? I can't tell a thing. There's absolutely no way to track it. Oops, I guess we'll just go ahead and take it and then we'll pass it out to the victims and maybe they'll stay silent. But that's not what's happening. So Jess Staley, who was Jess Staley? He was a former protege of the current CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, Jamie Dimon. That means that Jeffrey Epstein was one degree of separation away from the CEO 
of one of America's largest banks, J.P. Morgan Chase. Now, he himself, Jamie Dimon, is probably the most powerful person in the world of finance. Staley was not a new hire at J.P. Morgan. He spent more than 30 years there. And he rose to be the CEO of their massive asset management and investment banking divisions. And uh, he went on to helm Barclays after he left J.P. Morgan Chase. And Barclays is one of the U.K.'s most important banks. Now, the prosecutors in the Virgin Islands, who have subpoena power, they can call anybody in that they want to, have uncovered some fairly disturbing revelations about the lengths that Jay, that Jess Staley and the bank that he worked at would go to to support Jeffrey Epstein. Staley had called his friendship with Epstein profound. Having visited him personally in Florida and at his private island, but also in the prison when he was under arrest. Now, I don't know if that was back when he was initially in prison back in the mid to late 2000s or if this was uh, the recent stint in prison where he was found not killing himself inside of his cell. But we have a paper trail. We have a series of communications, uh, uh, 1,200 emails that were exchanged between Jess Staley and Jeffrey Epstein, and ones that discuss women codenamed for Disney princesses. Hmm. That doesn't sound suspicious at all. Snow White and Beauty and the Beast are discussed. And then in another email, Jess Staley replied, yep to a question from Epstein about whether he would need anything during a visit. And after that, Epstein wired $3,000 to a woman with an Eastern European name. Sounds like Jess Staley claimed or, or let Jeffrey Epstein know that he was expecting to have some easy pickings on display once he got there. And Jeffrey Epstein delivered. He paid a prostitute or he paid a Eastern European trafficked young woman. And he delivered him to Jess Staley. Now, this was not only when he visited him in Florida, but again, visiting him at his Palm Beach mansion, at his private island, at his prison. Uh, And according to the Virgin Islands lawsuit, Jeffrey Epstein had trafficked many women from Eastern Europe after 2008. We've seen it. We actually saw these Eastern European women. Now, the Financial Times is also reporting that more than 20 employees at J.P. Morgan, including star managers, All of them are having their communications scrutinized in the two lawsuits that are the class actions against uh, all of these people at J.P. Morgan Chase. And some of them, some of them are set to testify under oath about their alleged involvement. That means that these people are starting to roll over on each other. Now, just because you haven't seen it yet, just because it hasn't been reported yet, doesn't mean that we're not going to finally see some arrests from Jeffrey Epstein's larger web of criminal activity. Weebean says, hi, Zach, as always, love your shows and content. Very informative. Keep up the great work. And then Weebean also joined as a monthly subscriber. Thank you so much, dude. I really appreciate that. It's very, very nice of you. And um, thank you so much for supporting the show. It means a lot. And it's... I don't like to draw too much attention to it, but I I will tell everybody here that, you know, your support means absolutely everything to me. So 
Staley repeatedly abandoned the interests of J.P. Morgan Chase in the pursuit of his own personal interests and benefits and those of Jeffrey Epstein. That means that he just used his power and position at J.P. Morgan Chase to serve Jeffrey Epstein and to serve his own sick sexual desires. Now, we also have some older and more implicated relations uh, starting to enter the stage. We, of course, Les Wexner, the lingerie mogul, uh, is known to have had a decades-long business and personal relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Now, authorities want to document uh, all of this in terms of Jeffrey's relationships, and they want to take a look at the transactions and the larger relationship that existed between Wexner and Epstein. Now, there are communications with J.P. Morgan Bank regarding those relationships, but right now, uh, his bodyguards are uh, sought by subpoena. However, they are dodging the subpoenas. I mean, they must be getting paid off by somebody if they don't want to talk about a dead man and the rich and famous people that he was doing business with. Um, from Radar Online, the U.S. Virgin Islands wants to interrogate the billionaire founder and former CEO of the Limited and Victoria's Secrets, who is widely credited for helping Epstein amass millions in the mid-1980s by hiring him as a personal money manager. The one thing we know about Jeffrey Epstein is that he didn't manage money, Okay. Like, I never saw his uh, his name on any investments. He didn't have a hedge fund. He didn't even have a money market account. It was, other people were doing stuff. He just basically took money and he moved it from point A to point B. He was getting paid for trafficking girls to the rich and famous, and then he used that money to do whatever he wanted. Now, Les Wexner is less than enthusiastic about getting on a ship or a plane or, uh, you know, however it might be to go to the Virgin Islands. He has filed a motion asking that a Manhattan federal court judge overseeing the case uh, issue his subpoena by mail. Now, they want to know, for their part in Virgin Islands, whether or not Wexner received money from one of the bogus companies that Epstein had set up at J.P. Morgan Chase. Now, I said early on in the beginning of the story, Jeffrey had, uh, he had accounts and he had companies uh, that were easy to identify. These fake companies that he was literally supplying money from the profits of child trafficking, child sex trafficking and sex trafficking for adult women were being run through these accounts. But then, of course, Jeffrey Epstein would have had a number of other accounts outside of this that were not as easy to track. Uh, Just think about how much money Jeffrey Epstein might have out there in the world that is untouchable, uh, that is part of accounts that will never be accessed again. Um, Now, J.P. Morgan uh, also apparently processed payments Uh, that the government of the Virgin Islands has identified uh, as being made to Epstein for the purposes of human trafficking and these criminal activities. Uh, They were listed as payments that were made by a charitable organization of Jeffrey Epstein's, which was called Enhanced Education, in the amount of $124,232 all to businessman Lex Wex, Les Wexner. So the Virgin Islands is keen to learn what Wexner knew, what he was doing, and uh, how much. Oh, Weebean says, I got the biggest chuckle when Zach referred to me as a dude. I'm definitely a biological female. All right, dear. Uh, sorry, I, I too, sorry to misgender you. I have a habit of doing that. 
But anyways, we being my dear miss, uh, thank you so much for your uh, assistance and thank you for your kind and continued patronage. I really do appreciate it. So while Jeffrey Epstein and his business associates are getting called out and perhaps uh, getting ready to testify, we are out here on the outside standing up for the rights of the children that are not being trafficked by Jeffrey Epstein because he's he's dead. He's dead and gone. Now, the American Liberty Foundation, the, uh, excuse me, the American Library Association uh, seems to be disturbed by the growing number of attempts to ban or restrict library resources in schools across the nation. In the first eight months of 2022, the number of attempts to have books uh, taken out of circulation uh, set a record. It, it was greater than the number of, um, uh, of, of asks that were from 2021. Um, but this wouldn't be happening if parents weren't catching on uh, using things like book review committees uh, and uh, showing up to the school board meetings where their uh, children's administrators are determining what kind of filth is going to be placed in the classrooms. Obviously, we've seen uh, a number of really disturbing things, books uh, that are, are comic books, that are cartoons, uh, that that are depicting oral sex and anal sex. You know, there's no reason for a an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old, you know, anybody under the age of 18 to be looking at that stuff. The liberals want to make it appear as if we are trying to ban books. No, we're not trying to ban books. We're trying to ban filth. It should be illegal to put these types of books into libraries for children to have access to. There is one reason and one reason only why they want to put that type of material into your child's classroom. And that is for the purposes of grooming. They want your child to be receptive when they try to molest them in person. And this has happened time and time again. Thank God we have parents who are out there actually looking in on what's happening. But we need more people asking these questions. Why are they trying to groom our children? Why are the liberals always in favor of the people that are trying to groom our children? Have liberals never had children themselves? Well, obviously they have. But apparently this is the type of stuff they want their kids to look at and read on a daily basis. Here, we have some fairly disgusting images uh, depicting sexual activity uh, from a book called Radiator Days by Lucy Kinsley. Uh, here is that book, Gender Queer. I'm sure a lot of people have heard about that. Um, this is up to you guys, though. You know, if you are a parent and you have children in school, even if you are a grandparent and your grandchildren are in school, it is up to you to go into the school libraries and to determine what types of book are on there. You know, go in there and look for LGBTQIA+, look at uh, sexuality, look for things along those lines. Look at this, the gender unicorn. You have all of these various spectrums, male, female, other sexually attracted to who are you sexually attracted to jimmy it reminds me of airplane hey jimmy have you ever seen a grown man naked you know no and that's not a question that you need to be asking little kids you also don't need to be asking little kids who they are sexually attracted to uh you do need to ask them that if you're planning to groom them and once again that's exactly what they're doing now i want to remind you that just a couple of years ago the united nations 
had the opportunity to address the sexual abuse of children that were happening with blue helmet deployments all around the world. Um, but rather than successfully manage that investigation and uh, give justice to the children that had been raped by U.N. soldiers, they grossly mishandled the investigation, which made claims of sexual harassment and assault by a high-ranking official. Uh, there is a campaign group called Code Blue, uh, who back in, well, this, this is uh, five or six years ago, 2018, five years ago, uh, who were upset about the way that the U.N. looked into this. Now, there were apparently many U.N. employees who experienced sexual harassment or who were actually sexually assaulting children and women as they went around the world. The United Nations has taken zero tolerance approaches to sexual harassment, but that zero tolerance isn't worth the paper that it's written on if they're not actually looking into it and taking care of it. Um, essentially, the United Nations has created a system where they can send people all over the world. Those people can traffic and abuse children, and then they can get away with it because nobody looks into it. And because the United Nations has oftentimes uh, some form of sovereignty over and above the nation that they're going into, who is there to report it to? They can report it to the people who are the bosses of uh, the sexual abusers, but those people are probably involved in the sexual abuse as well, and so they don't care about it. Now, why am I talking about a five-year-old report on the United Nations and the sexual abuse of children? Well, that's because, as I said earlier, the United Nations now wants to completely decriminalize sexual contact between minors and adults. Now, the title of the article says sex, and that's how the UN refers to it as well, but it's not sex. Sex is something that happens between consenting adults. Molestation and abuse is something that happens between adults and children. There is no other way around it. Now, what is going on? Well, the UN issued this report back in March. And in that report, they ask every member nation to decriminalize sex between minors and adults. Uh, and the report is titled The Eight March Principles for a Human Rights-Based Approach to Criminal Law Proscribing Conduct Associated with Sex Reproduction, Drug Use, HIV, Homelessness, and Poverty. It doesn't sound like a report where they are going to uh, suggest that pedophilia be legalized, but that's exactly what they damn did. And on page 22 of this report, they state, with respect to the enforcement of criminal law, any prescribed minimum age of consent to sex must be applied in a non-discriminatory manner. Enforcement may not be linked to the sex, gender, or of participants or age of consent to marriage. And they continue, moreover, sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual in fact, if not in law. Now, we all know that there is no such thing as consent between a minor and an adult. And that's why we have laws that uh, dis define pedophilia and the abuse of children, because we in our first world society seek to protect our children. We want our children to grow up and be well adjusted. We don't want them to have to go through the, the horror and the shame and, and live with the PTSD of being sexually molested and abused by an adult. There is nothing worse. So many people in this nation have had that experience and they have grown up to be tortured souls.
and for the United Nations to suggest that every nation that belongs to them should decriminalize sexual behavior between an adult and a child, there's only one reason, because they're pedophiles, because this is an organized pedophile ring of of gross global proportions. This report has also called for all forms of drug use and sexual activity to be decriminalized globally. So let's say you live in a country where anal sex is illegal, or maybe sex with animals is illegal, uh, or oh, also smoking crack is illegal. Well, we'll just take care of that all at the same time. Um, why would they want to make this legal? Is it because in a nation like the United States, where we are now finally starting to address the large scale issues at hand in terms of pedophilia and the abuse of children. Now that we're finally getting to the point where we're going to bring some people to justice, the UN wants us to decriminalize it. This is Joe Biden's dream. This is everything that he could possibly hope for. But for them to decriminalize sexual activity between adults and children would be the worst possible thing that could happen to humanity. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how long uh, this would be it the, of the modern age, certainly. Um, now, here's the thing. The United Nations also might be seeking to destabilize society quicker so that we would have a uh, a faster handover of sovereignty to a global governance body such as the United Nations. Now, some nations are undoubtedly going to capitulate and uh, and decriminalize sexual activity, maybe even get rid of uh, drug crimes. But I, I, I openly pray that the United States is not one of them. Um, now, if Joe Biden steps forward and says, you know, we're going to go f- forward with this United Nations uh, a recommendation to decriminalize all drugs and sexual activity between adults and minors, my God, what a what a wake up call would that be for the people of America? Even the Democrats, there are plenty of them who are not crazy enough to think that pedophilia is OK, that corruption of minors is OK, that sexual activity between an adult and a child is OK. You know, does that mean then that teachers who sleep with their students would no longer be under any criminal obligation to report themselves or make good on their uh, lack of ethics. Um, does that mean that all situations of sexual activity between an adult and a minor uh, would be totally fine? Uh, so you've got a 35-year-old man who is sleeping with a four-year-old girl, uh, and uh, that's totally cool because the United Nations says it. My God, this is hell on earth. This is the worst possible thing that I could ever imagine. So it remains to be seen what is going to come of this report, but I urge you to contact your legislators and demand that they pull out of the United Nations. We should have no longer been a member of United Nations so long ago. But if there was ever a reason for us to pull out and start spending our money on ourselves, uh, or perhaps we just don't even need to spend this stuff in the budget at all anymore, uh, this would be it. I can't think of a good reason for this to happen other than the fact that they want to unburden pedophiles from the threat of being charged with a crime. And they want to continue to ensure 
that situations like the uh, uh, 2017 in Haiti where U.N. sex workers, excuse me, where U.N. peacekeepers, the Blue Helmets, were exchanging cookies with children for sexual favors. In 2017, I'm going to repeat that, the U.N. sent soldiers into Haiti. I think there was an earthquake or something like that. And there were hungry children who needed food, needed sustenance, and in order to obtain that food, they were trading sex with adults. Those adults had sex with kids and gave those kids cookies and candy. Horrible, disgusting behavior, and this is what the United Nations wants to ensure they're able to continue now and into the future. Now, one more story about pedophiles and Democrats and Planned Parenthood, okay? Um, we just we just had a suicide. We just had somebody took care of the problem for us before one of us had to step in. Tim Yergo, he was a 35-year-old man from New Haven, Connecticut, and he was found dead just this past weekend. Uh, I'm sorry, on Tuesday this past week. Now, why did Tim kill himself? Well, at one time, he was a successful Planned Parenthood director. And after he left Planned Parenthood, he went to work for another organization. I believe it was a theater organization. But somewhere along the line, Tim was uh, suspected of trading in child pornography. Now, <clears throat> he was under investigation for child pornography, and his home, his apartment, was scheduled for raiding uh, very recently. But the police in New Haven, Connecticut, screwed the pooch, and they raided the wrong apartment. They put his neighbor under arrest, and it took them a little while to determine that they were in the wrong freaking house. Now, at that time... Cat was out of the bag. Everybody knew that they were trying to raid somebody. Tim Yerbo figured it out. He took off uh, like a bat out of hell. They didn't arrest him, um, but he knew what was coming. And so rather than face justice for the victimization of children, for the trading in pictures of gross, uh, just miscarriages of anything you can possibly imagine, the disgusting images that are contained in child pornography— he decided that it would be better to just blow his head off. And I think that he did everyone a favor when he did that. So uh, the police department did comment on the botched raid from last week and uh, also the suicide of Tim Yergo. Uh, they said the person who died was definitely the suspect in a child pornography investigation and the person who committed suicide. Now, they have also requested an internal affairs investigation after members of the special victims unit that were investigating the child pornography case broke down the door of Yerbo's neighbor and handcuffed her before realizing they hit the wrong apartment. Now, uh, it seems like such a simple thing, you know, it's like measure twice, cut once. Anybody here ever done any carpentry or, you know, using a table saw? If you're going to do something, there's only one way to do it, and that's right. And if you're a police officer or a special victims unit and you are scheduled to investigate the home of a person suspected of engaging in acts of child pornography, how difficult is it to make sure you got the right damn address? Uh, it's really not that difficult. But in certain places, people are sloppy 
and they don't do their job. I, I've seen this before. I've seen police raid the wrong home. I've seen police try to evict a woman who was not scheduled for eviction. They were at the wrong address. They tried to break open the door and take this woman's personal belongings out and put it in the front yard until finally they figured out they were in the wrong home. It's just ridiculous, okay? There's not that many things you have to do right. You got to know the law. You know, you got to follow the law. And if you're going to raid somebody's home, you check the address and make sure that it's the correct one. Now, if you were to go and look at Tim Yergo's social media, you would find it just uh, exploding with leftist causes, uh, including the fact of his job at Planned Parenthood. He said, excited to announce that today I start a new job on the marketing and communications team at Planned Parenthood of Southern New England. Excited to be working on issues I'm passionate about. Healthcare access, reproductive and sexual health, diversity and inclusion, civic engagement, and voting rights. The only thing he left off was pedophilia. Here is a picture of Tim with a shirt on that says, bans off our bodies. Oh, disgusting. Uh, so Tim Yerbo was your typical left-wing moron who also happened to be a an unrepentant pedophile. Uh, and Tim got what was coming to him. So, all right, you guys, uh, we're going to go through and I'm going to check the thank yous that I have over here on the foxhole. Uh, thank you very much to, let me go here to the big camera, uh, CB Joey. CB Joey, good to see you, buddy. Dropped a phone. Sean Joe dropped a cookie. Doug Simey dropped a cookie. Uh, we've got about 2,200 people here and only... 100, no, 448 thumbs up. Do me a favor, guys. I would so appreciate it if you hit that thumbs up. There's no Rumble rants over here on Rumble. Uh, I got the only one from earlier, so thank you for that. But hit that like button. It would really, really help. Uh, Trump Red Pill dropped a cookie. Filter Dog One said, just followed David Clements today. It was a great show today. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, Trump Red Pill, thank you for the other cookie. Filter Dog One said, I thought Florida just changed the resign to run. They were talking about it and they introduced a draft resolution, but I can't find anything showing that they actually repealed it. Uh, and that bill that I read off at the beginning was supposed to have been the one that included the uh, resign to run language, but they didn't. And so it's still in effect. Uh, Trump Red Pill and Filter Dog One. Thank you, C. Blanche. Always good to see you out there with a can. Filter Dog One dropping another cookie and then also says, saw that Karen D's Nuts has a presidential filing too. Yeah, anybody can file for anybody on the FEC's website. Go have some fun with it and then send me the, the, the forms when you're done. Porpoiseful. Thank you for the cookie. Thirst for Knowledge dropped 102 gold pills. Filter Dog said Thomas Sowell grew up in the ghetto and turned out to be one of our greatest minds. Thomas Sowell is is a modern-day genius. I love that man. Uh, I love watching interviews with him. I love watching presentations. I also love to see the transformation that he had on President Trump because he's not unintelligent, okay? He's a smart guy. He can see that Donald Trump was good for the nation, and he can see that the Democrats are bad for the nation. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Empress says 145 gold pills. Casey dropped a phone. Who cares? Dropped a cookie and Asquatch dropped a pair of shades. All right, you guys. Just keep in mind that just because you don't see something doesn't mean it's not happening. And in the meantime, 
You can do everything within your power in your local community to take action and to become part of this system so that we can throw out the rhinos, so that we can get adequate representation and put people on the ballots who care about this nation and who are interested in the things we care about too. Protecting children, election integrity, securing our borders, actually following the laws. The list goes on and on, but you guys know how I feel and hopefully you know how you feel as well. So thank you very much to everybody. Mom, it's good to see you out there. And uh, let me go ahead and pass out the gold pills over here on the foxhole. All right. And the scratching has been released. I hope that you can join me tonight on Baseless Conspiracies. Patrick is going to be filling in for John. Uh, I won't tell you what it's about because I want you to come and I want you to find out when you get to the show. But hopefully I'll see you there on Badlands Media tonight at 1030. I'll also, there are still virtual tickets that are available for the Great American Restoration Tour, which is being held this weekend in Arizona. I'm flying out Thursday morning. I hope that I get a chance to meet you there. And please, uh, if you haven't yet, uh, I think it would be highly, highly worth it for you to purchase a virtual ticket. And then you can watch all weekend because we're not going to be on the air on Badlands Media. We're only going to be on the Great American Restoration Tour. So I hope to see you there. If I don't see you there, then maybe you can just send me a note. Uh, good luck. God bless. We'll see you tonight.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare Flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.